Hey, welcome to 24-7 Marriage Podcast. I am Javier. I am Shannon. <laughs> We're so glad you're Shannon here with Labrador. us. Yeah, we, um, yeah, it's been good. Um, we're all over the place, and the marriage lab is uh, moving, the moving, the moving. Um, You're getting ready so, to go on a fishing trip. How do you feel about that? Um, I actually am. I'm actually taking a little bit of a break. So maybe it's when you're listening to this. I have no idea, but um, I haven't been anywhere. No, no. <gasps> You've Shannon, been to let's 25 be, Shannon McCaffrey, Labrador. Javier. Antonio Lavador Santos Tricheri. Whatever. Prepare to die. You have been um, over no, half Shannon, this country. No, when I say any, listen. Okay, oh I'm gosh. not complaining. What I am saying I is, complaint coming on you people. have gotten on the plane and flown places to hang out with the girlfriend or to hang out with the I girls. I have not hung out with a girlfriend. I came yes, on have. a plane two times to see my children. Yeah, but you got to hung, hang out with friends. Like either way, what I'm saying wow. is, I have not like left our home, gone somewhere to go like with family with friends to go fish and hike and do all those things I love to do. Like since last year. So I'm glad I get to go. Yeah. I'm thankful I get to go. Mm-hmm. For me, it's very refreshing and life-giving. Yeah. I'm not looking forward that this year I have a 10-hour drive to get there because of where we're at. Um, so not excited about you that. You get to do it with but, your son-in-law, which sounds get, really fun. I may not be fun for him. Like who oh wants gosh. to be in the car with their Freddy father-in-law Garcia for 10 you. hours? He's going to love it. <laughs> I, <laughs> For some people, that would be a nightmare. For, uh, yeah. for, for you two, I, I imagine you're going to have a plethora of things to talk about. Oh, yeah. Or, is he, or he's going to have his uh, hand on the uh, door handle wanting to just roll out of the car. Oh, my gosh. Like I have that image of him just saying enough and just slowly rolling out of the car. Because <laughs> he's captive, so I'm going to get him. How would you like to be in a car with my dad for 10 hours? Well, you're. I wouldn't talk. I wouldn't talk because your father talks and, and talks and then talks and talks, which is great. But you probably I, would hear the same story twelve times. Uh, likely so, because yes. we're just at that space yeah. and time. And then and we age. and then we and then we'd get there. I love you, Papa, if you're listening. And he doesn't listen, but um, <laughs> we would get there and he fish for two hours and drive back. <laughs> All right, we did it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. I'm like, uh, no. us, Ma- us McCafferty's, we, we don't have long attention spans. Like, I've got to stay and enjoy and soak in every moment and everything of this experience. So, yeah, for those of you who don't know, like, I love being outside. I love hiking and fly fishing and fishing in general and, you know, backpack and hanging in a hammock in the forest and, like, mm. just, yeah. It's just That's you. Sit by a stream. Like, it's just. So, I'm <sighs> getting ready to send you off. And I'm going to go. And stay in the hot zone now. No, you know what's going to be weird? I'm going to stay at my daughter's house. Yeah. And I'm going to be a guest in her house, which when she's at work, I'm probably going to clean it from floor to ceiling. There you go. Yeah. That's how you get so. the bluster. <laughs> hey, listen, we're... we're um, it's Ask Us Anything episode. I'm so, so excited. There's a lot going on. We're, we're trying to, we're you, trying to do like... Do you know that you say that literally every episode? What? Why is that? Say what? Uh, there's a lot going on. No, there's a lot going on, but I'm thinking we're we're trying to, um, and maybe we have to tap into our friends who are doing this on their podcast already, where people can call in and leave a voice question, like you know, a message, and we can play that on the podcast, so we can hear the question from the person and then answer that question. So we're kind of working, we're working towards that to to do that. It's not like it's a big thing. We just actually need to actually need to do it. Um, before we get to the questions, can I say one thing? No, um, I was. 
I was talking to somebody and this came to my mind because they're talking about like all the things they wanted in marriage and all the things they expected and like and, and it was all about like adult fulfillment. Like and 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 here's just what I wanted to say. Like and this is not really what we're talking about. We're gonna answer questions, but like marriages is, is not about adult fulfillment. Right, it's about honoring God. Like we think it's about adult fulfillment. I'm gonna get all my needs as an adult met. Mm-hmm. Like marriage is like I, I'm gonna get A, B, C, and E, and like it's gonna be great, and all my needs will always be met. And then we're shocked and surprised when we're in marriage, and it's not, or it's a difficult season, or it's transitional, or the spouse is not wanting to have as much sex as they did when you first got married, and now you're in this weird spot. Like, Can we just talk about how that's every marriage? No, that happens that in every happens. marriage. So, And if your and marriage is, is doesn't experience that, right? Well, good for you. Then, then you need to call us and let us know, because we want to understand how you have perfected marriage, because none of us have. Like, honestly, no. none of us have, but we think it's a, like we live in a culture that's about adult fulfillment. Get what you want when you want it. Get it quickly. Like it's about adult fulfillment. All the things that we see online, the things you can buy, we want it now. Do you think that's a millennial thing? No, I think it's a, just culture and society as oh. a whole has said. Like I actually it's never about heard that. fulfilling what we want but i but i see it and i think some people come into marriage about this will be great i'll get the things that i want i'll be able to have sex i'll be able to have like um Javi, all this you just relationship skipped over the word sex like this you i'll be able to have all the things that i want fulfilled as an adult and then again surprise when they're not because so, you know why because they look at marriage as a contract even though they probably wouldn't say that out loud versus a covenant and when you You're come sure. into yeah. marriage, it's the farthest thing from a contract. Yeah. Well, it's like they, they look at it as a slot machine they're standing in front of. And they put all the quarters in there, super excited, and they pull the handle, and they hit something like, okay, this is great. And then they keep pulling, but eventually, like, they're not hitting it. Like, they're not yeah. getting what they thought they would get, and they're frustrated about what they're putting in. And they're not getting it back out. Ooh. And so your marriage, well, maybe we go that way. Your marriage is not a slot machine. Like you stand in there, pulling the handle, hoping you're going to get everything that you need at that moment. doesn't work that way, right? And so- I just put $100 in. There's an investment that Man. you absolutely make. But what if that doesn't come back as you thought it would when you thought it would? Well, let's just be honest. So you have to it's be probably consistent. Not. No, you keep at in, times it will. Yeah, we're not saying it's a gamble. We're not saying gamble. We're not saying marriage is a gamble. Oh no, we're just using that analogy to recognize there is an investment you make, and it's a consistent thing. And the last, I think, the last episode we had talked about being resilient mm-hmm. and building reserves. And I don't know. I just okay. I don't want the rabbit trail. Here, I just wanted it like I wanted to say that because I think it's important that we recognize it is not about. And that's what a casino is, isn't it? Like adult fulfillment. Go in there well, and gamble, adult spend entertainment. these things and all those things. Yeah. yeah. And your okay. marriage is, is not that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are you I'm, ready for the first question? Random thoughts with Javier. Okay. Here, here, you can be all random as you want. Here's your first question and then you well, can ask me a question. You're going to answer it too, right? Well, yeah. no. We can you, both answer you, it. No. You can don't, answer it. Shannon, don't say no to me. Don't you woman. dare. Woman. Start saying woman or submit on here because <laughs> I will use that microphone cord and I will Please continue. Ooh. That's a line from a movie. Do you know what movie? Shannon, do not threat violence. That's not appropriate. I know, but it's a line from a I movie. I do not know. Come on, Javier. Shannon. Wedding singer. Okay. Oh, that's wonderful. 
Great movie, by the way. Okay. How do I keep my faith going when those around me are not supportive of my marriage? So I think that this person is probably in a struggling place. And I believe that friends and family around her know that they're struggling and she's wanting to keep her faith and keep trying to save her marriage. And those around her are basically like, you just need to throw in the towel. You just need to call it quits. You just need to move on. So what do you do when those around you, I mean, I know what I would say, but I want you to answer this first. Uh, so, so maybe she's talking about not so much maybe her, not her, like her faith, like her faith in God, but like her faith in her marriage. Like how do I remain strong when those around me aren't supportive? Yeah. So I would say get new friends. Um, I, I know that sounds really harsh. What about um, it? What if it's well, your family, okay, it's honey? Fa- so you with can't fam- get rid with, of family. With family, it would absolutely be boundaries. So here's the thing. If you are committed and you are saying, I want restoration, and I'm seeking that in my marriage, there's going to be a lot of people that you may surround yourself who have a different perspective and say, you deserve better than that. Like, you should go. They did this. They're never going to change. You've been trying. You've done this. It's been years. And they're going to feed into you those things that are not built upon the fact that you are building a marriage, hopefully upon God, right? And that's your purpose and your reason. Um, they're not going to be supportive in those areas because they're going to be looking at the circumstances. They're going to be looking on the exterior. And part of it, too, is are you contributing to that? Because if you're going to them and you're inviting them in and you're sharing with them what's going on in your marriage, then part of that's on you, honestly. Yeah. It is because you're actually inviting them into that. So yeah. so you, you can't complain about what you permit in that case. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you need to surround yourself with people who will in, will speak life in your marriage, who mm-hmm. will speak truth in your marriage, mm-hmm. who are believers in marriage, who will fight for marriages. Pro, pro-marriage. Who are pro-marriage and not saying if it gets difficult, just leave. Or if you're not happy, just go find someone you're happy with, right? No. So surround yourself with the right people. Now, if you're in a situation that's abusive, you're in a situation where it's been verbally, physically abusive. Or that's different. There's been years yes. and years and years of infidelity and you know, there, you may have to pause no and repentance. hear what people are saying. Yeah. But again, I think it's still who don't allow everybody into your marriage. Yes. Right. To speak into your marriage, to have a voice like you shouldn't. And, and if you have you're, to have boundaries. And if you're an oversharer, learn to learn restraints and that um, don't share your business and your marriage with everybody. Yep. Not everybody has the capability of even handling that. Well, they don't it's have the not, marriage mindset that maybe you have. Well, there's some people who who just don't know what to do with that information. So you would tell somebody something, and they're just like, uh, it's not even about gossip. They just don't know how to handle it. They won't know how to respond to you, yeah. and they won't have anything fruitful to yeah. add to to add value or to help you. So be very careful who you share with. Okay. Next question is help me navigate forgiveness. Do you want to start? Well, first of all, I'm going to take it straight to the top to God. And that if, if you've ever done anything wrong in your life, so think really hard. If you've ever done anything wrong, and you have asked God for forgiveness and he's forgiven you, then our only choice is to extend that same grace and forgiveness to our spouse. 
Now, going back to what you just said, if there is a repeated history and pattern of lying, of deception, of infidelity, of things like that, those are those are things that you're still going to forgive. You might not be able to stay in that marriage, and yeah. that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. But you yeah. still have a choice to forgive your spouse, yeah. even if you don't stay married to your spouse. So forgiveness goes beyond the other person because forgiveness is about us. It has yeah. nothing to do with the other person because forgiveness, when we don't give it freely, it will eat you alive. It yeah. will wreak havoc on your body physically. I know people that have ulcers, who have high blood pressure, yeah. who have dealt with stress yeah. because they are holding and harboring unforgiveness. Yeah. And forgiveness is I mean is a process. So you can forgive somebody releasing releasing them that they have no control over you. And it's what forgiveness does. Um, it doesn't mean that you won't not think about the thing that no. happened or be triggered by that. No, but it's also like there's then there's there's a healing process after that. It doesn't mean that there maybe the, that the trust is there. It doesn't mean that things are up and to the right at that point. Um, when people say I can never forgive them. Um, that's actually saying more about you than it is about them. Because ultimately, we still have a choice in the decision of how we're going to respond when someone does something against us. You know, we have great friends. I would encourage you to go to their podcast and listen, uh, Unrelenting Pursuit, um, to, to hear how they have navigated per, uh, forgiveness in the midst of infidelity, right? I literally and could so, do uh, I could do a podcast every week with Brad and Lisa. They yeah. are so much fun and yeah. they are such maybe, a wealth of information. And maybe we need to do a podcast on forgiveness, you know, uh, yeah. with them or you with Lisa yeah. uh, to understand that whole process. And, um, and I know they would tell you that it was a process, but forgiving is the act of releasing somebody. And they don't have to be have the right behavior for you to give forgiveness. And what if they didn't say, I'm sorry in return or ask for forgiveness? You are responsible for how you walk it out. Mm -hmm. um, and again, it's very difficult. And sometimes I've forgiven somebody, but I have boundaries, right? If it could be somebody, not my spouse, but somebody else. Yeah. And like, they're not healthy for my life, but I'm not going to allow that to take root in my heart and become, like you said, resentful They and just are somebody you probably don't spend a lot of time with anymore. Yeah. So you have boundaries around that. Yeah, that there's a really lot good. more to that, but that's just yeah. high level. Yeah. So again, forgiveness is a process, um, and it is more about you than it is the other person that you're forgiving. So um, I would love to do a podcast just on that. That would be really good. Do it. Okay, so this next question is... Is it true that people can fall out of love in marriage, and how do you fall back in love again? Yeah, so I, so this is this is just us. Like I do not. I know you have an opinion, Javier. Wait, what's your opinion? My opinion is when people say <laughs> I am fallen out of love. Can we just start with the word fallen? I feel it feels yeah. like an accident happened, like you fell yeah, off a curb. Yeah, when people say that, or you know, oh, we're not in love anymore, like. So I don't know the situation, but it, it is, you may not like the person, <laughs> right? And that's the difference between like and love. I may not like you very much right now, but I love you. Do you like me right you. now? And because I'm called to love you, and I made a covenant, right, to reflect and image Christ and to love you. But I tell people, when they say that, I feel for a large percentage of, indiv large percentage of individuals, it's an excuse. Oh, I've fallen out of love. No, you've fallen out of repentance. 
And what that means is it's easier to say, oh, I've just fallen out of love with them. And, you know, no, it, it, it actually means I, I'm not willing to deal with the things that I need to deal with and the things that I need to handle and maybe even ask for forgiveness for in my life and where I've contributed. So it's easier to say that we have fallen out of love, that we've grown disconnected. Now, there is truth that maybe there is truth. I don't want to say maybe there is truth that you can come to a place where it's not like it was when you first got married yeah, or when you were dating and then you got married and all these things that were going on because it, marriage does take work. Yeah. And we equate love to this feeling or we equate love to mm. all the actions that happened before and if they don't happen again, then we fall out of love or I don't like their habits anymore. I don't like how they do this anymore. I don't like that they're going through this season of life. So it's easier to say I've fallen out of love than to say I've got to dig in deeper. I get to come alongside. I need to have empathy yeah. or I need to get back to that place of what we used to do to experience what we were before because the love is there. You have just covered it. You have built something around it or you're forsaking it because you're not willing to deal with what you need to deal with. But is it, but... Is that too hard? No. Uh, is it? Is it wrong to say that love starts as a feeling? Like it is a feeling that we have, but... In, it doesn't carry it, no. Yeah, so no, I want you just to kind of expound on that because yes, we have a feeling. Like I, I saw you, we started dating, and I had feelings for well, you. Well, it's love like, at first sight. I mean, to see me is oh to love me gosh. at first sight. Is Everybody, it not? Everybody, please is it come. Not? Shannon, is it not? Please send Who made the help first move, now. Shannon? Oh Shannon, who made the first gosh. move? Who made the first move, Shannon? Because you were struck. And it was not just feelings. You're like, you felt it. Like, you were moved to action. It it moved me. Either that or you just... I levitated like, <laughs> off the ground right there in junior high. Royal Sega Junior High. In junior high. Yes. The, there was yeah, a there's, feeling. Yes, there's, there's feelings. But what I'm yes. saying is 29 years later, I can't camp on my feelings because... The marriage is not built on the feeling. Because right now, no. you, can, you can irritate me. Yeah. And I don't well, like you. But my love for you is deep yes. and wide. Yeah. Um, and how love communicates is through serving, is yes. through action. It communicates through grace and through mercy is how love communicates. Love and that. love is not dependent upon you doing A, B, and C. It is unconditional. 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 So when we say, I've fallen out of love, it means you've placed conditions upon your love. You place mm, conditions upon your marriage. You place conditions upon the other person that if they don't meet them, I'm just going to say, I've fallen out of love. So love is unconditional. The same way we are loved by God, unconditional, regardless of what you've done, where you've been, what you've said, what you've experienced, how far you've gone, you know, whatever's in your life, it is unconditional. So there you go. It dropped into the mic. Wow. Next question. Is it unconditional, Javier? I wasn't sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just wanted to be clear on that one. Okay. It is. Is there another question? Well, it's our last question before sure. we wrap up. Okay. Uh, last question is, how do you... I just memorized oh, you it. Memorized you're like it. looking like, at you're me. You're not looking at the... Okay, go no. ahead. How do I put my spouse first after God? So I, I'd be happy to jump in and start. Yeah, go ahead. Um. This is such a great question, and I believe that a lot of people know that they should do this, but it's how the how, the practicality behind it. So 
we, we get a lot of feedback when we post about priority and putting our spouse before our children and spouse before our jobs and all that. And people can get really heated. But what we're saying when we put when we put our spouse first doesn't mean that other things are neglected. And that's where I think the first miscommunication about putting your spouse first needs to be cleared up is that we're not saying that other things are neglected. And we've always said that our marriage and Javier and I have always come first before our children, but our children are not neglected. If you talk to them, they were very loved and cared for they were, yep. never went without a meal. They never not had us at a sporting event. We homeschooled for 16 years. Like our children were well taken care of. What that meant was in the small ways, how can I be intentional in serving and pursuing my spouse? Yes. So, and this ebbs and flows because I, I can think back to like when we came home with a newborn. I was not intentionally serving Javier. It was 90-10. Like Javier was serving me and helping me with a newborn because that was the season that we were in. But then that season changes and I and my how you know how to tie your shoe every day you put on a shoe, even if you don't wear tennis shoes for 6, 12 months, you still can put on a tennis shoe and you'll remember I remember to cross over, put the bunny ear through and pull like it. You just don't forget. It's like riding a bike. So I have this muscle that I've exercised in my life that I use every day. And that is, what can I do for Javier? What can I do that will help him today? How can I serve him? How can I, whether it's the things in your life that matter to your spouse. So I could share things with you, but they're, they're, they're important to us, yeah. but find ways and exercise that muscle every day yeah. of thinking yeah. about your spouse. Well, you talked a lot about serving. Yeah. Right? And so I'm, I'm going to answer, I'm going to tag onto that, but yeah, go ahead. also like, you know, people need to know we have a, a new course being released here soon. Shamelessly plug it. Yeah, called You've Been Served. Maybe by the time this and, comes out, it'll be out for and sale. And one of the things, like, you need to get it. You need to get it. And one of the things that we talk about in there is just using one word, asking one question every day. is like, how can I make your day better? Your day better. Yeah. How can I make today better for you? Mm-hmm. How can I serve you today? Like, literally asking that question. Um, so, to the question of, like, how do I you know, place them in the right hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Like I don't believe in priorities um, because you cannot have multiple priorities. And you've heard us say this on this podcast. I'll say it over and over again. Like it cannot exist. The, the word cannot be, how do you say it? Plural? Plural. Plural. Yeah. I have a hard time with some words still. Um, like it can't be, right? Because you can't have multiple priorities. So it's only God mm-hmm. and then everything falls in the proper order. So I would say, it shouldn't be a struggle. If God is a priority, then naturally your spouse is going to come second because that's the relationship you're called to reflect and image God in. And the thing is, like, yeah, people do push against that, right, of, of that your spouse is is second. Um, but that is absolute truth. And mm-hmm. when you do that well— Yes, your family, your kids, like those around you begin to see that, and they don't like it, that's that's tough. Right, like that's really the proper order and the proper structure. Um, but I think it's it is all the things that you said. It is like yeah. it is putting them in that place of recognizing how do I serve, how do I invest in that because like that makes everything else go pretty darn 
Well, I yes. mean, it makes it go well. But right? the 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 first thing you have to do is you have to. If you want to get a bigger bicep, then you're going to start lifting weights and you're yeah. going to build your bicep. So yeah. you have to um, consciously every day exercise that new yeah. muscle of, yeah. um, oh, wait, how can I serve my spouse well today? Yeah. I mean, that's what we have to ask every single time. So that after a year, two years, five years, you don't have to think about like, oh my no, gosh, how a, do I tie my do shoe it. again? I totally yeah. forgot. You just get up and you're like, oh, I'm going to go and grab them coffee. But or you got to keep doing it. You do have to keep I doing think, it. I think, do, I think sometimes too, we focus too much on the habit as opposed to the reason of why we are have created that habit, the reason behind it. Yes. And so I think like anything else, like your muscle, your bicep, whatever, will grow flabby. If you don't consistently do something yeah. to maintain, right? Yeah. Even just maintain it. Maybe you're not growing it, but just to maintain it. So you yeah. have to consistently yeah. be doing that. We want you to go above and beyond and grow your marriage, but yeah. we live in a very me-centered society. Yeah. Me, me, me. Everything is focused on me and consumerism. Everything well, is you focused know, on you self. Well, you know what the remedy to that so, is? Serving your spouse. It is. It takes the focus spouse. off of you it does. and serve somebody else. And this me-focused society and culture, um, that's why we get to a place where we're like, well, no, I got to put myself first because if I'm not healthy, I'm not good, I can't be good for my spouse, I can't be good for anybody else. And there's truth to that. So in the midst of serving and loving your spouse in that way and placing them in that, in that place of being second, like – Yes, you got to self-care, and yes, you have to take care of yourself, and yes, you need to do those things, absolutely. But I guarantee when you serve the other well, like, they're going to be like, oh, honey, yeah, go exercise. Oh, go do that, or go for that week-long fishing trip, or go do this. Like, you're going to get the time you need because they know they have been your investment. You've been investing into them Mm -hmm. emotionally. Yeah. They know they don't come third, fourth, or fifth after your hobby or after your video games or after all the things that you do. Yeah. So I love it. We appreciate each and every single one of you. Again, thank you. Um, Rate, review, go and subscribe. Share this with other people. Let's get this going. Um, Let's make marriage great again. We keep saying that. (laughs) Let's make it great again. And always remember in marriage, you don't have to. You get to. Have an amazing week. Thank you for listening to the 24 7 Marriage Podcast. Help us expand our reach by rating and leaving us a review on iTunes. Make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more information on the work we do and how to support 24 7 Marriage, head on over to 247marriage.org and click on Partner With Us. Until next week, remember in marriage, you don't have to, you get to.